Welcome to another edition of the Valero Verdict. I'm your host, Ricky Valero. On today's episode, we're going to follow along with our NFL prediction show, and we're going to tackle the NFC South. And as always, I am joined in the studio with a bailiff. How are you today, sir? I'm doing great. I'm looking forward to jumping into the NFL. Yeah, me too, folks. Actually, the crazy thing about this is NFL is here. It's really here. Preseason is here. It starts Thursday with the NFL Hall of Fame game. This is probably dropping the same day as that game. I'm so looking forward to it. We're not going to have another Sunday without football. I'm really looking forward to doing this rest of these podcasts. We've got a couple more lined up and ready to go. But folks, do us a favor. Hit subscribe. Anywhere you listen to podcasts so you can drop this into your box each and every week. And folks, let's go ahead and dive right into the NFC South. Coming in at fourth place on the NFL prediction show for us is the Carolina Panthers. Last year, they finished 7-9, and nine, and they actually started out strong 6-2 and two, and finished the season 7-9. and nine. This is one of those teams that strangely does good year in, year out, and it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense because they have not had really a lot of weapons on the offensive side of things. Last year, the addition to Christian McCaffrey really stepped up to the plate. He was fantastic last year. I love watching this kid play. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. He combined for over 2,000 yards. It was fantastic. But folks, we're we're going to head into this coming season, and before we do, we're going to have the bailiff give us the over and under for the Carolina Panthers right now. The over and under is eight wins. Wow, the Carolina Panthers, that, that's a strong number. I mean, to be honest with you, this team, like I said, they win games that they're not supposed to. It, it, it is kind of weird, but they've had a very quiet offseason for a team that, that some of the best receivers were on the market. You had the um, Odell Beckham available, Antonio Brown. There was a couple solid free agents, and this team kind of just stood pat. And it's just one year, year after year, they've had issues at the receiver position since Steve Smith left. They really have not given uh, Cam Newton the proper weapons. And, of course, like I said, I, I talked about early on, Christian McCaffrey is one of the best backs in the league. He's one of the best two-way backs in the league as well. He's fantastic running the ball, and he's fantastic catching the ball. But they're going to wear this guy down. I mean, 1,965 yards last year, and he actually had 107 catches as well. But, folks, I'm telling you, wide receiver-wise, they added Chris Hogan, who basically disappeared for the Patriots in the off, uh, Patriots offense last year. I really like DJ Moore. I would like to see a whole lot more out of him this year and year two. But with DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, Chris Hogan, I'm not exactly sure that's something to be excited about at all. I mean, Craig Olson's coming back. He says he's 100% healthy. He's healthy. He's one of the best tight ends in football as well. They did improve upon on the offensive line, which is exactly what they needed to do because we have Cam Newton, who, again, had a second soldier, sol shoulder surgery in three seasons. So there's a lot of questions surrounding him heading into this year. There's also going to be a lot of questions surrounding this defense. They're going to have to pick it up. They're going to have to play better. And that's also putting a key spotlight on Riverboat, Riverboat Ron, who is, I think, and personally is in the hot seat. This guy is not, he has not produced as well since they went to the Super Bowl. And folks, this schedule, this schedule is really, 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 really rough this year. And weeks 10 through 17 is brutal. Bailiff, what's your schedule week 10 through 17? Wow, they're at the Green Bay Packers. They're at home for the Atlanta Falcons. They're at the New Orleans Saints. They're home for the Washington Redskins. They're at the Atlanta Falcons. They're home for the Seattle Seahawks. Then they're at the, at the Indianapolis Colts. And they're home for the New Orleans Saints. Yeah, it's pretty rough, to be honest with you, folks. I mean, you factor in a couple of... Uh, you've got about four division games locked, locked up in there. You've got the split against Atlanta. You've got the split with New Orleans. Those last, I mean, the last four games are brutal. At Atlanta, home for Seattle. At Indianapolis, home for New Orleans. I mean, these games are not easy at all. And, of course, you factor in facing uh, Green Bay 
in Green Bay, and then of course again, like I said, Who I mean Washington, that? exactly, <laughs> and Washington's is could be improved this year. Early in the season, their schedule is a little light, but honestly, folks, I do not like where this team is heading. I think they're going to finish five and eleven this year. I think they're going to take wow. a massive step back. They're going to finish five and eleven. You and, think and there's to, no productivity to the fact that maybe rallying around the team I, that they have? I, I don't think so. Two years ago, they won eleven game, but this team is is out of luck. Their lack of weapons on offense, de- defensively, they didn't much get much better. They play in one of the hardest divisions in football. So 5-11 is where I've got them. If they click on all cylinders and Tampa Bay doesn't improve the way I think they're going to improve, I see them maybe topping out 8 or 9 wins. But that's a big if. So give me the under easily on this as well. Like I said, it's at 8 wins as the bailiff mentioned. So 5-11, and 11, finishing 4th place in the NFC South is the Carolina Panthers. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording and hosting. And distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free. And ridiculously easy to use. And now... Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. And that means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. So if all if you've always wanted to start a podcast making money to do it, go to anchor.fm slash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. I cannot wait to hear your podcast. Folks, check out the Valera Verdict sponsor, Royal Ranks DFS. That's Royal Ranks DFS. He's been raking it all season long in Major League Baseball. He's put a lot of money in my pockets as well. And for the rest of the Major League Baseball season, it's only $45 to sign up. But folks, a Valero Verdict special. If you sign up before August 15th, you can get the NFL and NBA season for only $75. Folks, there's 17 weeks in the NFL season. There's 82 games in the NBA season. Folks, I'm telling you, $75, it's not going to get much better than that. Folks, that's Royal Ranks DFS. Hit them up right now and say we sent you over there. Hey guys, check out the Frugal Life podcast. This show is about investing business and frugal living. The show is hosted by Ricky Hershey. You can find the show at Twitter at The Frugal Life and you can listen to them anywhere you listen to podcasts. Folks, the next team we're going to talk about is the Tampa Bay Bucks. I got them slotted in right now, finishing in third place. The Bucks were 5 and 11 last year, which led them to Dirk Cutter being fired. Bruce Aarons comes in after a short hiatus from the NFL. Aarons is in his is the fifth head coach for the Bucks since their last playoff appearance. I'm a big, big, big Aarons guy, and I think he's got a lot of question marks though. And with with this team, Bailiff, what is the over and under right now for the Bucks? The over and under for the Bucks right now is six wins. Yeah, folks. To be honest with you, when I was going over this team. I'm such a Bruce Aarons fan that I was really considering diving into this team and thinking that they were going to be one of the teams that was going to turn turn it around and be one of the surprise teams heading into this year. But I just found a lot of holes that I did not like that I think were at least one year away from Bruce Aarons really putting his footprint on this team. And to be honest with you, I didn't like what they did. The offseason really kind of was... Eh. A little bit. I'm not really big into Jameis Winston. They lost Deshaun Jackson. They lost Adam Humphreys. So they lost a couple weapons. They replaced him with Bashard Perriman, who I'm not a big fan of, who's got hands of stone, to be honest with you. We obviously have Mike Mike Evans, who's one of the best young receivers in the league. O.J. Howard, of course, one of the best up-and-coming tight ends. They also have Cameron Brait. A nice combination in tight ends. I really think Aaron's needs to really figure out how he's going to use both those guys in his offense. Sounds a little lackluster, though. Yeah, it really does. But the one guy I really like is Chris Godwin. Almost, I don't know how, but I almost forgot about this guy. I love this guy. I really think that he's going to thrive, 
thrive in this Bruce Aarons offense. This guy's going to be one of the best receivers fantasy-wise. I would think you should roster him everywhere, but obviously we're not talking about fantasy, but I love Chris Godwin this year in fantasy. I think he's going to be really productive in this offense. I think the biggest problem I have with this team is the running back position. There's no way Jameis Winston, who 21 turnovers last year in 11 games. Ooh. That's really rough, folks. That's almost two per game. And, folks, he has not been very good in, at at controlling and keeping the ball. So I really think that we need to see improvements out of him this year as well. But Peyton Barber is is ready to be their, their lead the charge, which is really depressing. To be honest with you guys, this guy's not a bad running back, but he's definitely not a number one running back. Ronald Jones is becoming one of the biggest butts in NFL history if he cannot supplant uh, Peyton Barber as the lead running back on this roster. And like I said, Jason Pierre-Paul fractured his neck in a car accident. If he had a healthy combination of him and Nadamakas Sue, this team would be sacking quarterbacks left and right. But Pierre-Paul's in question of when he's going to be available for this season. I do love the drafting of Devin White, the linebacker. He's going to come in there and fill a void that we've seen basically since Derek Brooks. Also, Sue, I think, you know, Sue's going to be troubled, but he's going to have a lot of problems. He does not have big old Aaron Donald next to him next year. So I don't think he's going to be, he's going to be producing a lot of double teams because there's not a lot of things on the, on the defensive line for the Bucks that I really like. But folks, this secondary is going to have to step up and they didn't really do a lot to upgrade this year. They gave up an NFC worst 464 points last year. And they're in the bottom of the league in yards per game and takeaways. Schedule wise, folks. We're talking about, we already know what the interdivisional games are like. You've got to go against the uh, Falcons, you've got to go against the Panthers, and you've got to go against the Saints. But they're non-divisional games. Their non-divisional games are going to be rough. Who is their non-divisional games against their bailiff? The non-divisional games are against the NFC West and the AFC South. Yeah, folks, it's not easy. They've got road games against the Seahawks and the Rams. And then, of course, they've got home games for Houston and Indy. All four teams were fantastic last year. All four teams were playoff teams as well. That's very four, four very tough games. I've got them slotted at 6-10. and ten. Again, if I, I think if Aarons can really take Winston and turn him around, I think we're looking at one of the surprise teams this year. But, folks, I, I just don't, I don't like Aarons. I don't like, or I'm sorry, I don't like Winston. And I don't like what he brings to the table. So I really feel like a year one struggle for Aarons will let him dump Winston and start over with someone of his choice. And, folks, that's the Tampa Bay Bucks finishing 6-10 and 10 this year. Folks, coming in at second place in the NFC South is the Atlanta Falcons. Last year, they had a very disappointing 7-9 season, but it was a very injury-riddled season as well. That had a huge impact from week one until the season ended. And Bailiff, what is the over and under right now in Vegas for the Atlanta Falcons? The over and under is eight and a half wins. Yeah, folks, I really like that number. And like I said, I'm going to touch on it in a future podcast. We're going to talk about what our favorite plays over and under wise for win total. But the Falcons are certainly at the top of that list. Let's go ahead and start with some of the guys that we were talking about injury Ridley from 2018 that they're going to get back. Deion Jones, he came back in the latter half of 2018 and started leading the teams in tackles. He's going to make a huge impact coming in for a full season. I cannot wait to see what he brings to the Falcons defense. Keanu Neal, towards ACL week one, should be ready back, be ready for week one this year. Again, another starting strong safety coming back. It's just like, to be honest with you, Bailey, it's like you had an offseason and you're bringing all these new players in that are already fantastic. You know, you have a whole season without them because of injuries, but you're bringing in a whole new roster coming in. You had uh, Ricard Allen, he, another one, another safety, another starting safety that he got hurt last year. Uh, Demonte Kazee, he had a fantastic position in playing in, uh, in his absence. I really like what they brought to him. So if you factor in what Kazee did on top,
top of these guys coming back, their defense is already upgraded heading into the season. I think I think it's going to come out a lot better. I agree with you. I think that this would be one of those teams that you really could sink your teeth into and put a little bit of money on. Exactly. All three are very important, especially when they plan on, you know, with their ability to stop high-powered offenses within the division, not just that outside the division. Offensive line was very improved this season for the Falcons, spending two first-round picks on Lindstrom and McGarry. And I think they gra- they grabbed uh, James Carpenter as well in free agency. There's a lot of protection right there. Exactly. And they all go along with Matthews and Mack, who are two stud offensive linemen, which is great news for Matt Ryan. And folks, let's be honest. Ryan low-key had an amazing season last year. It was more quiet because the team wasn't on the mend because they weren't in the playoff picture. But 4,924 yards, 35 TDs, and only 7 picks. At 108 QB rating, which was fantastic. The team's going to really need Devontae Freeman to step up and show why they paid him all that big money. He's got to stay healthy. He's got to, got to. Because I really feel like it's going to take a lot of the load off of Matt Ryan throwing the ball to these unbelievable weapons. You know, with Tevin Coleman gone as well, the backup left for San Francisco, but this offense is loaded with talent. Yeah, he gets you got, a great protection, and then he gets the weapons outside, and he drops it off to them. He can score big. Exactly. You've got Julio Julio Jones, the best receiver in football. you got Ridley. You've got Sanu. You've got Hooper. This offense is truly deadly. This Falcons team is in, though, a world of trouble to start the season. Weeks 1 through 8 are brutal. Bailiff, give us their schedule week one through eight. They're at the Minnesota Vikings, then they're home for the Philadelphia Eagles. Then they're at the Indianapolis Colts and home for the Tennessee Titans. Then they're at the Houston Texans and home for the Arizona Cardinals. Okay, and then they're home for the Rams and the Seahawks. Yeah, one slide there. They're actually on the road week six against the Arizona Cardinals. But other than that, folks, that is a heavy hitter lineup to start the gate, folks. I'm telling you, you've got Philadelphia and their playoff team, Indianapolis, playoff team, Houston, playoff team, Rams, playoff team, Seahawks, playoff team. Folks, they haven't even really touched their interdivisional schedule yet. Think about that. They've got the Saints, Panthers, Bucks, Saints, Panthers, 49ers, Jaguars, Bucks. A majority... The majority of their last part of their schedule is all those divisional games wrapped up in one. This is some heavy hitters. And, folks, these games with their division are hard. They're very hard. I like the way they're kind of like the uh, AFC North. When they play each other, they play each other tough. You never know who's going to go out there and win. It's brutal. And it's brutal. And I love I love whenever they do that. But, those folks, they're down the stretch. But those first eight games are going to be key. If they cannot reach over that hump, they're going to world of trouble. they got five playoff teams to start over there. Unbelievable, folks. And, they got, of course, they have the cross-country visits. they got to go to L.A., I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let me let me stop there. They, they're at home for LA and they're at home for the Seahawks, but that's after cross country schedule for Arizona. That's my apology. My fault, guys. I wasn't 100% confident this team's going to be a playoff team. I still think they're on the border. I've actually been, I've got them finishing 10 and 6. I like the defensive players that are coming back. I think their offense is fantastic, and I'm looking forward to seeing what they're going to do against that hard schedule. If they cannot overcome the early schedule, this team's in for a world of trouble, and we could see them take a giant step back. I'm thinking maybe, you know, six, seven wins Ooh, easily. Wow. And, and if the Bucks improve, I could see them going even lower. But, folks, I like this team. I like what this team brings to the I table. Think they're going to go up above And it. to be honest with you, I would not be surprised if they could overtake the New Orleans Saints this year and win the division as well. That's where their peak is. Folks, right now I've got them finishing second place at 10-6 and six in the NFC South. Check out our friends over at the Italian Digest Radio. It's hosted by Robert Campos, a conversation in English over a cup of coffee, talking about design, culture, lifestyle in Italy. You can find them at Twitter and Instagram at Italian underscore Digest. You can listen to them anywhere where your podcasts are heard. 
folks, the not coming in at first placed in the AFC, NFC South. I'll get it right one of these times, <laughs> Bale. If I keep on getting AFC NFC, it's all right. I'll, I'll I keep. I kind of bobbled you there. Exactly, exactly. Hand off. Is the New Orleans Saints, folks? Last year they finished thirteen and three and were Drew Brees interception in overtime away from playing in the Super Bowl. Yes, folks, I said Drew Brees interception in overtime away from the Super That's Bowl. That's hard to believe. Not the pass interference that now they have Roger Goodell having to be <laughs> testified. Did you hear that? They're making him testify in court about this now. Yes. Unbelievable. Is insert absurd. You can if the game today. Exactly. If, if 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 they would have lost the game right then, understand the case, whatever. But folks, this is absurd. Drew Brees threw the interception overtime, or this would have never happened. Bailiff, what is the over and under for the Saints right now? The over and under for the Saints is ten and a half games. Yeah, ten and a half that's huge. It's huge. This division is a slugfest each and every year, but I'm telling you right now, I'm telling you right now. One of my top five favorite moves of this entire offseason was Jarrett Cook signing with the Saints. I love this move. Not since Jimmy Graham has this team had a weapon on the at, at the tight end position. And, folks, Cook is coming off one of the best seasons in the big leagues. This team on paper is one of the best in all of football. Folks, my biggest problem with this team is going to surprise a lot of folks is Drew Brees. And I'll say this why. Until week 11, he was hands down shoe-in MVP according to a lot of folks. But from week 12 through 15, he really struggled. And then in 12 through 15, he didn't play week 16. He had three touchdowns, three picks in four games. It's very unbreeze-like. He looked decent in the playoffs, but this man is about to hit 40. And is the A's starting to catch up with him? I mean, you got to look at guys like him. He's 40 years old. You got Brady. Brady's still playing at a high level, but at some so, point. So is Drew Brees, and he just yeah, needs the protection. I'll just agree. He some, needs the protection. At some point, these guys are going to regress. Folks, Lat- Latavius Murray is in. Marvin in- Mark Ingram is out. I'm not uh, I'm not really. Um, feeling that? I, I, I'm not, I, I am feeling it. It's okay. Mark Ingram's a beast. He's great. I love him. But at the same time, Latavius Murray's going to fill a role. Very small role, to be honest with you, because Alvin Kamara, the best two-way running back in all of football, him and Christian Mar- Christian McCaffrey battle it out with each other whenever I talk about those guys. Defensively, they returned their core, which was fantastic against the run this year, last year, but they could really use some improvement on the uh, giving up the yards through the air. And I would like to see them improve on third down as well. Teams converted 41% of the time on third down against them. Bottom five, and, bottom sorry, bottom eight of all the league. Folks, the Saints' schedule to start the season is rough. Bailiff, give me the first four games of the season. They're all against the playoff teams from last year. I mean, you're at home against Houston. You're away against the Rams and away against the Seahawks. And then you're at home for the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, folks, they start with a really rough schedule. Like you said, the all-playoff teams right there. Obviously, after they get get past that Saint, uh, Texans game, I would suggest strongly that these teams stay out there for back-to-back road. For sure. You're going cross-country to, to L.A. and then, of course, cross-country to Seattle. Folks, it's brutal to start the season. I don't like the way that to start seeing. I will say this. The only team stopping the Saints this year is the Saints. Breeze, Kamara, Thomas, and Cook. I don't think you get a better foursome in all of the NFL. I got them coming in at 11-5. and five. Obviously, I can see them peaking at 12 or 13. 13 wins this year. It depends on how they handle their, inter, uh, their divisional games. But honestly, I can see if Bree starts to show his age, I can see this team missing the playoffs this year. I can see this the Falcons stepping up and really taking it home and really taking this division. It really wouldn't surprise me at all if they did that. Folks, like I said, though, I've got the New Orleans Saints finishing 11-5, and five, coming in first place in the NFC South. 
Folks, thanks for tuning in to another edition of the Volterra Verdict. On today's episode, we covered the NFC South. We had the Carolina Panthers finishing in fourth, the Bucks finishing in third, the Falcons in second, and the New Orleans Saints finishing in first place. Folks, do us a favor. Hop on over to Twitter. Give myself a follow at Ricky Valera underscore. Give the bailiff a follow at TVV Bailiff. Give the show a follow at Valera Verdict. Head on over to thesportscript.com to check out all the latest movie reviews and articles. And as always, thanks for tuning in. And until next time, the courtroom's adjourned.